Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's 4 o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive home. Dr. Rush is joining us, guys. Combine is uh, is the talk of this week. If Mariota would have acted right, I, I kind of think he might have been back. But they were like, okay, he's done. How do you feel about it? Well, I think he's quit i think he yeah. you know basically like you said earlier picked up his ball and said wham 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 and i think the bigger disappointment for me with him they did give him another opportunity arthur smith said you know what i'm a i, I know who you are i know what your potential is let's build an offense around you this is dukes and bell on sports radio 92.9 the game news today is the falcons release marcus mariota saving 12 million dollars our cap number goes up uh, we're getting close to over $70 million if Mike Casey Hayward is not coming back. We'll see if they make that decision. Again, you may feel like, and I'm saying you as in the Falcons may feel like, Casey Hayward veteran presence still may be needed in that secondary, Mike. Doesn't mean that you don't go get another corner, but for his price tag, I think it's a reasonable price tag for where he's at in his career. But he's getting long in the tooth. I mean, Duke can still play. We know right. he's a Georgia boy. I loved having him here last year. He just got hurt early in the season and was ever never really able to help us. And it showed you just, I mean, it's almost like, and I don't know how you wanted to, how you would explain A.J. Terrell's performance at times this year. Was he 100%? He was banged up. Sure. But it just seemed like you really missed Casey Hayward because it seemed like teams kind of started going after A.J. Terrell maybe more than they had in the past, for lack of a better explanation. Yeah, I um, I think when you start talking about needs versus wants and what we really want to do with with you know this this money that we're going to have and how we're going to spend it once free agency officially starts, I think you've got to put the bulk of this wherever you think you're not going to draft. Right? It's either or. You don't draft defensive tackles, Mike, and then go out and sign the best or possible defensive tackle that's going to be available in, the, in free agency. Mm. You don't do both. If that's your focus, go do that, and then let's let's address these other areas in the draft. But it is interesting with Marcus Mariota being jettisoned, as we knew it was going to happen now, to have more cap space. I can't remember them having this much cap space ever. And obviously the cap has continued, Carl, to grow and expand. But other than the year you were able to get Alex Mack, seems like every almost every other year from 2012 on we were up against it. We just couldn't find a way to, you know, do the things we wanted to do. And then, you know, it's a shame because you develop some guys like Devondre Campbell and then you can't afford him. And you develop a guy, I'm a squid, big fan of Foye Lewican, and you can't keep him. See, that's, that's the way it's not supposed to work. When you develop, especially those guys that are fourth and fifth round picks, 
you hold on to him. That's why Grady has been the cornerstone for this team, even though Chuck Smith does agree he still didn't fit this defense, that Grady is still a guy that has been one of the best late-round picks, but that's the way it's supposed to work. You get him, you keep him. We haven't been able to do that. But getting back to your initial question, yeah, I mean, there's so many things in, in the free, free agency. And by the way, get the bare minimum quarterback. You know, I don't know if I want a Joe Flacco, but what about a Teddy Bridgewater? You'd be cool with that as a backup? Because uh, now you get him cheap. Yeah, listen, I just want a guy who's done it in case we need him. Right. Nobody cares about the backup quarterback until, until you need one. Right. And, and, so. and it was amazing when you, you think about Chad Henney. Guys going, oh, Chad Henney's still playing football when he did that amazing 94-yard uh, drive against the uh, Jaguars for the Chiefs. But, yeah, that's when you need him. But let's be honest. There's a lot of dudes. I don't know if, how much stock you put into Bridgewater. Because here's the thing I should say about, uh, I mean, Desmond Ritter. If Desmond Ritter stinks this year, then you'll be drafted a quarterback next year anyway. I mean, I hate that. I hate to say it like that, but if he doesn't, if he doesn't grab the brass one, ring this one, year, one year, one year, one year, four games. How much? How, how much? How much rope you giving Desmond Ritter to prove he's the man? One year. Well, because by year, this is year three of Arthur Smith. Next year would be year four, and you're expected to really go to the playoffs in year four. I don't know. So, he's, don't, so he better get the quarterback right. Is what you're saying? I just think if we get into that sort of that rut. Everybody that used to dog Matt Ryan, Bo Morgan, Squid Bill, you just heard in Yeah, Man. No Man always says, yeah, you'll appreciate Matt Ryan when he's gone if you don't get the next quarterback right. Yeah. I, I, listen, I don't have a lot of patience. I mean, obviously we need to score more points. That's the key, Coach. Yeah. I'm with you. Mm. I think this is it. I don't think you give him three. Now, don't get me wrong. When I say that, this is it. If he plays well enough where you believe that he's going to continue to develop and turn into this elite guy that can take you to a Super Bowl, then you've got to completely buy in. But 17 games, Mike, and I hope he stays healthy and all that, 17 games next year, that's plenty. That's plenty to figure this out. Guys, you're going to see flashes of brilliance or you're not. If you see enough of those, then you buy in and say he's going to be really good. You know, it's kind of what we talk about with Trey Young as the Hawks get ready for the Wizards tonight. You know, when we saw Trey in those first couple of seasons, we weren't doing as much as we had hoped, but you saw it. You kind of felt it. You knew, all right, this guy, he's got a little something. That's what I got to feel with Desmond Ritter. I got to feel mm-hmm. that as we get through the season next year. I got to feel like he's got a little something. We should not be in, in week 15 next year going, well, he hadn't really impressed me. And this goes back to how much, and we spoke about this every week, how much were they, and he, Arthur said the whole playbook was there, but how much were they wanting him to not run, keep him in the pocket? I just That's why when we debated last year, or I should say before the season wrapped up about Jalen Hurts, guys going, man, he ain't no Jalen Hurts. No, Jalen Hurts is a special kind of player. But Jalen Hurts gave you that wow stuff even when his team around him was terrible yep. in his first few games when he took over for Carson Wentz. And I, I just wish Ritter could have given us a few more games because then maybe we would have all had some wow stuff that everybody would be nodding right now in their car that, yes, they're behind him and ready to go for 2023. All right, moral miss coming up. Terry Fontenot, you'll hear the full interview right now. Let's talk some dogs. <laughs> Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. Mike, did you see Deion Sanders talk about what he wants when he is recruiting defensive linemen, what he wants when he's recruiting quarterbacks? Some people have come out and been very critical of Deion, okay. saying, kind of out of pocket. Like in the things that you're saying about the kind of kids you want to recruit. Now, he was asked the question and he's answering is Deion being tongue in cheek or is Deion being for real? My guess is Deion's being for real. I don't think there's any tongue-in-cheek. I just think he's basically telling it like it is. And when you're coaching and you're recruiting at a team, which is one of the worst big-time programs in a big-time conference, you tell it like it is. Like when he told those the class when he came in that he was bringing luggage and it was Louis Vuitton. <laughs> like his son being quarterback. All right, uh, and here's this is just a part of it. I'm going to let you hear what he had to say about 
what he wants in defensive linemen. And by the way, he said when it comes to O-linemen, it's different. When it's D-linemen, it's different. He's talking about the qualifications, but more importantly, the individual in their home life and kind of what he's looking for. This is what he said about wanting hungry defensive linemen. Defensive linemen is totally opposite. What do you mean? Single mama. <laughs> wow. Trying to get it. Uh, he's on free lunch. I mean, like, uh, uh, I mean, I'm talking about just trying to make it. He's trying to rescue mama. I mean, he's having fun in the in the setting, but yeah, it still brings true. Um, so then, when asked about what he wants in a quarterback, he's recruiting quarterbacks. This is what he said. Quarterbacks are different. Yeah, we want. Mother, father, you know, dual parent. Mm -hmm. We want that kid to be three, five, and up because he's got to be smart. Mm -hmm. Um, Not bad decisions off the field uh, at all Mm -hmm. because he has to be a leader of men. Now, that's where it gets a little tricky in today's modern world. That's not always available. And people who don't have two parents can grow up and do fantastic things. So I'm a little sketchy on that comment. I'm sketchy on all of it. Listen, I get where he's coming from. I do. Um, and by the way, that's easy to say, but that's harder and harder to do in today's world. Well, Mike, you know, when he's saying this, these are the qualifications yeah. I'm looking for when I go recruit a kid and I'm saying and he's saying this to his recruiting coordinators and everybody. Give me the rundown. OK. And the guy goes, coach, kid from Arkansas, six, five. OK. Two parent household. Dad does this, mom does that, right? That's what he's talking about here. And if it doesn't fit the qualifications of what Dion's saying, then he's not going to recruit the kid. He's like, ah, because I have a feeling in his experience is what he's saying, that he's not going to be ultimately what he wants at quarterback. Or the D-lineman, mm. Mike, a kid that's struggling, hungry, on, you know, food stamps or a meal plan, and he's single-parent household. It's almost insulting in a way to say, okay, so that's the only kind of kid that you're looking yeah. for. And a lot of guys, former NFL players, have come at Deion and said, that's not cool. No, especially when you think about the guys that he played at Florida State with, who Coach Bowden mentored, who Coach Bowden was a father figure to because those guys didn't have two parents. And those guys that were loyal to a fault when Bobby was probably time to show him the door because of the things yep. that they accomplished under Coach Bowden. So that's a bit disingenuous. I mean, look, you and I always love, we want a guy who's a hard-hitting guy with edge. I'm not saying you got to have careers. We said, I'm talking about criminality in your background, but we've always felt sometimes a team is too lily-white in the Falcons' history and you need little guys with edge. Yeah. But, I, I mean, yeah, a lot of people are going to have issue with what Deion is saying. There. I get it. Yeah, I, I, and I just wanted to play it for you guys because it's been out there and a lot of people have been saying, wait a minute, did he just say that? Now, again, you see he's in the interview and he's having fun. So when you hear it, you're kind of like, oh, he's joking. Is there a degree of tongue-in-cheek there? Yeah, just a little. But we live in a very literal world where people are, again, going to go bananas on that. That's the thing. Hey, let's talk about Glenn Schumann, Mike. He's coming back, Georgia's co-defensive coordinator, uh, returning to Athens. He had multiple conversations with the Eagles. He interviewed last week for the D.C. job. uh, But he took over the play-calling duties last season. Listen, Dan Lanning leaves. You've got Schumann. You've got Muschamp. Hell of a combination, and they showed you what this defense – the defense literally was as good as the year before, right? It didn't have the mm-hmm. star power that the defense had the previous year because you sent all those guys to the NFL. But the defense as a whole, Mike, you gave up 14 points per game. It was as good. So the good news is he's coming back. Uh, you know, they lost five first-round selections in 2022. How many are they going to lose this year? I don't know, three, four mm-hmm. maybe in the first round. You're talking about defensively. But he's coming back. Muschamp shares the co-defensive coordinator job with Schumann. I think that's a good move, not just for him, but for Georgia. You lost Munkin. 
If Schumann left, I'm not saying Muschamp wouldn't have taken over the job, but the fact is they got a good thing working. Right, and I know that uh, that's continuity. Plus, you know, Will, with the job that Will Muschamp is involved in, you know, again, it takes a village to win two uh, natties back-to-back right there. But, yeah, this is one of those guys that is, you know, again, part of the foundation that Kirby built. And the way they're recruiting, you talk about the defensive tackle. You know, yep. you, know you always talk about, like, RDBU or RBU in K. George, K. George, tailback you, like, more than USC of late. Now it's like D-line you, right? It is. Lots of. Listen. I mean, you want to be a big time NFL player and play D line. You're going to Georgia. That's. I mean, that is becoming a hallmark for them. No, it, it really. And and listen, the secondary has kind of been that too. When you start talking about the guys and go look in the NFL right now, all these guys in the secondary, it's kind of always been running back. You, you're always going to find running backs from, you know, from Todd Gurley just recently, you know, who retired. But you've got uh, Nick Chubb in the league. All these guys, man, Sony Michelle. So you're right, Mike. A lot of positions, if you're a particular player at a, at a certain position in high school and you're like, hey, I want to go to the, to the league, George is putting a lot of guys at different positions in the league. I know that the uh, the dogs are going to – it's going to be fun to watch. Jalen Carter, the idea that as a run on quarterbacks or somebody's trading ahead of the Falcons to get to a quarterback and we could move up a few spots and get a Jalen Carter, man, I know that seems like a pipe dream right now, but stranger things have happened. All right, coming up, Terry Fontenot. He stopped by the Midday Show with Andy and Randy. What did the Falcons general manager have to say about the plan this offseason? Hear it next on Sports Radio 92.9. Coming up, Guy Talk in 10 minutes. Also, we will talk more about the plan this offseason for our Falcons. And speaking of that plan, Terry Fontenot, the general manager, came on Andy and Randy today. He's at the Combine, guys. First thing they asked him as this news hit, hit earlier this afternoon was about Marcus Mariota, and they asked him, was there any way that Marcus was going to return to the Falcons? Yeah, we discussed everything, and uh, but but we had we had made that decision, and uh, very transparent with him and and and, and uh, his agent Ryan Tolner, and um, we knew we were going to do this. It was just a mad, matter of it's a procedural thing. We had to um, make sure we tied some things up before we actually released him. So we had we had talked about this um, uh, for a while with him and and. Look, we appreciate everything he did while he was here, but we knew this was the right move uh, for the organization. Terry, this is your third offseason as the general manager here in Atlanta, and you've all, I mean, this is another top 10 draft pick, and I know you don't want no more top 10 draft picks and all those things. That means you're being successful. But you have the one thing that you haven't had pretty much the, the previous, and that is money to spend as far as free agency. And now you get more money with this uh, release of markets. Have you started putting it in, in a place where you think you want to spend these dollars, or is it more of still a wait-and-see type situation? Yes, sir, and, and, and we have, and, and we're going through that off-season plan, which is ever-evolving because you have you have free agents, but then some players are going to be tagged, some players are, are going to be released, or there's going to be cap casualties, there's going to be trades. So you're trying to put together um, that off-season plan, and that's ever-changing. Our goal is to improve this football team and bring in impact players. Um, you don't want to, uh, just like you don't want to reach in the draft and, and overdraft someone, and um, you don't want to, overspend on someone just because it's a certain position we want to improve the total team and we got to bring in guys that are have the right makeup or wired the right way they fit the the character that we're looking for because we really believe we have a foundation we have really strong character really strong locker room so we have to make sure we're bringing in the right types of guys but we're excited to go make this football team better when you've got some guys that are already there that are going to be up for contracts as well it probably makes the evaluation process with them easier because you've been around them how do you prioritize finding your own players that need extensions and bringing in new guys that are free agents out there that are going to be, you know, be high-priced free agents? Yeah, and, and good question. And we, we do. We, we always prioritize our players, and yet we have to have 
discipline and, and set parameters with them as well. And, and we have to make sure that uh, we're doing the right things um, with their contracts. And, and, and it's all about, it's not about the individual, it's about the team. And we always want to do what's best for the team. So we're going to work through some of those contracts and we'll be able to resign some of our guys. We won't be able to resign some of them. Um, but ultimately, we want to make sure that we have the, the right culture and we're bringing in the right guys, whether we're bringing them back or bringing them from outside the building. Uh, you lost the quarterback, Terry, so obviously you're going to have to get some, uh, some, some people in that room. But there's quarterback levels to this, Terry. Now, you got the one guy you might bring in, Terry, like, ah, he's the guy. He's the guy. And then there's a guy, oh, we, he's going to come in and compete with Desmond. And then there's the guy where you're like, okay, he's going to be the, probably the backup. What are, where are you guys at? Are you still evaluating those processes as far as your quarterback room? Yeah, it's a constant evaluation. So, so I would say, yeah, the latter. We're still evaluating and going through that process um, and want to be real uh, straightforward about Desmond and, and how positive um, everything is with him and, and, and how much we appreciate Desmond and how excited we are about him. But we're not going to close any doors. We do. We need to add to that position, um, free agency, the draft, um, both. And um, we won't box ourselves in the corner and say specifically what we're trying to bring in. but. Um, we want to continue to make the team better, and we're definitely going to bring in some quarterbacks. Well, there's one other avenue as well to bringing in quarterbacks, which is trades, and I know you know that, obviously. Are all yep. avenues open or just the two that you mentioned? Absolutely. We'll never close any doors at any position, um, whether, it's a, whether it's a trade. It's a 24-7, 365 process. Even as we get through free agency, get through the draft, um, there'll be opportunities as we get close to the season, during the season. We just want to continue to, to, to make this team better. We have an excellent staff, an um, excellent group of coaches, and we're always trying to get better. So, so correct, we won't close any doors. Terry, you're up there at the Combine and everything, and, and obviously a lot of stuff gets done, deals and things like that, but you're basically up there a lot of times just to see the, the college players. What, do you, what does Terry Fontenot look for in a player when you're at a Combine or the Senior Bowl and things like that? It, it's every touch point with these players. When we're talking about how important – the makeup is and how important the relationship part and who these players are as human beings. So every touch point matters. So we got to, we met with about five or six players last night. Um, we're going to have 45 total formal interviews as we're here, a lot of informal interviews and the coaches, our college staff has done a good job painting the picture. The coaches haven't been around the players as much. So it's kind of like speed dating uh, every night and we get to get in front of the players and, and that's fun because you get to get a feel for them in, in, in 18 to 20 minutes. Then you get to go out and do more and go see them at their place, bring them in. There'll be more to it, but it's it's fun getting to really get a feel for the players. And a lot of times that blink instinct means something. Hmm. The moment you met them and you go back to all the data that you gather and all the information, and sometimes you had it right when you met them um, right away. So uh, it, it, it's a really important part of it, just really getting to know the prospect. Falcons general manager Terry Fontenot joining us on the midday show with Andy and Randy up at the Combine, uh, getting ready to watch some guys work out. Like you mentioned, uh, met with a couple players already as well. And I'm, I'm obviously not asking you what specifically you ask them because I know you won't tell me, but what's your general philosophy with those one-on-ones? Like is it just uh, let's, let's talk, get to know you, football stuff? Are you throwing riddles at them and like ethical conundrums trying to get them on their heels? Like, because we hear crazy stories about stuff that teams ask these guys. Like, well, what's your general approach in those conversations? Yeah, that, that's a good question. And, and there have been times that, um, because it's now my 20th season, I think. So there's times that you would say, okay, let's in this 20 minutes, let's just spend time on nothing but the film. Let's come out of here and we can be able to assess his 
football intellect and say um, there's been times you, you want to do that and you want to get the apples to apples comparison, give them a specific test. And there's, there's times that, okay, we just want to spend time on, on him and just communicate with him specifically and get a feel for him. And, and I think at this point, that's what we do. We just bring them in and, and we sit down with them. We want them to relax because these players are coached up so much, especially mm-hmm. for that small moment. And, and, and they're, they're, they're on, they're putting on and, so we want to just get them to relax and be themselves and just get a feel for the person. We put on tape, we watch film, and we talk through it. But the, the purpose of these that small interaction is just to really get a feel for them. There, I know you're probably going to answer this question. Like you always answer the questions with us when we talk about the personnel part of, of this job and everything. But as you look at your roster where it is right now, where do you want to get the most help? I know you want to balance out the roster, Terry, but if you can just say this place right here, this area, we need, I won't say a major overhaul, but we need some dudes right there to spot. Well, you always want to prioritize your front, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. You always want to prioritize up front. Mm-hmm. And whether you're talking about O-line, D-line, you, you, that's always going to be important. Now, how you do that, that doesn't mean they all have to be top paid guys right. or that doesn't mean they all have to be top draft picks you want to find the right guy so we, we do we, we, we want to be a, a tough physical competitive team and and we want to prioritize the front and yet you still have to it, it is it's a total picture man so we got to make the the whole team better it's a complimentary game Falcons general manager Terry Fontenot hanging out with us here on the midday show with Andy and Randy for a few more minutes live from the uh, the NFL combine going on this week in your experience of, of using the combine as a part of the process and evaluation, right? It's not the end. It's not the beginning. It's, it's a part of the process. Do you find that, that you tend to confirm sort of a, a positive in a guy? Like, I like this guy. Then you see him at the combine and it confirms it. Or has it been an experience where sometimes you're not sure and you get there and you're like, actually, you know what? I don't like that's not someone for us. Is, is it more confirmation of we want that guy or if we actually don't? Yeah, it's all a part of it. So if we have, again, our college staff does an excellent job. And so if we have a particular player and all the information they've gotten from the school and from spending time with the player is, hey, he's a he's, he's smart, he, he has the right makeup, he has all the characteristics, he's what we're looking for, and then we sit down with him for 20 minutes and, and, and he's off the charts and it's just another confirmation. Or there could be some things that, that concern us from that small interaction. So we say, okay, we got to keep digging. We need to spend more time with them. We got to get to the school. We got to get here. Or it could just be more confirmation. So, yes, I, at every touch point we have, you're either looking for confirmation or you're looking for um, little hiccups that you need to dig more into. I don't know if we're going to talk to you before free agency starts in the league and everything, Terry, but are you anticipating that at midnight or whenever that clock strikes, when you're able to start negotiating with your guys or with other friends, do you, do you anticipate you're going to be aggressive early or you're going to maybe wait and see how the market develops? Well, it's a good, good question. It just, it really depends. It, it really depends. There are going to be some guys that, that we'll go after. And again, we're going to have discipline and we're going to set parameters. And if it's the right deal for us, We'll be definitely willing to, to, to do it and get some deals done um, it, during that negotiation period. But we don't want to get to a point where we're reaching and, and uh, we want to make sure if we need to be patient, we'll be patient. Um, so we'll be aggressive in the right way. And um, there could be some deals get done throughout that period. If they don't, we'll be patient. And we just got to make sure that we're bringing in guys that have the right makeup. And again, we have a culture, we have a foundation. And we want to add to the locker room in a positive way. Terry, while we're talking about evaluation, I would love to hear you evaluate you. 
you're, this is the third year, right? And obviously it's going to be different with, with money to spend and all that sort of stuff. But how, how would you grade or evaluate or summarize your first two years as Falcons general manager? Yeah, and I would say we in the we knew we were going to be tight the first couple of years, right. and we knew we had to have um, a, a plan, and and we knew that at this point in year three in this phase things were going to open up for us, and so we knew we had to have discipline. Um, how to evaluate myself? That's really tough because the the type of person I am, as corny as it sounds, is we have a really good staff, and uh, I mean scouting staff, the administration staff. Uh, the coaching staff, we have a really good group. And I think sometimes it gets overblown a little bit, the the impact of the general manager, just me being fully transparent, because you better have a great team around you and, and you better lean on everyone else. It's not one person in the room making decisions, um, just isolated decisions. It, it's, a, it's a really good group around you, and that's what we have. And so uh, it, it's hard to for me to just – point at myself and evaluate myself on some things. I'm really excited about where we are. I'm excited about the things we've done in the first few years, but that's saying more about our staff and our coaches um, as opposed to myself. Terry Fontenot earlier with Andy and Randy. Mike and I were kind of laughing because, you know, if Terry would have been like, me? Evaluate me? All my picks are awesome. At the time, not my fault they get here. They can't play. No, but again, we were just talking about it. It's it's a sample size of, of two seasons, but it's still a work in progress because, again, so much changed in this organization since Ryan left. No doubt. All right, we got plenty more to get to. We'll react to some of the things Terry had to say. Hawks in action tonight, taking on the Wizards. First game for Quinn Snyder. Mike, what do we got coming up in Guy Talk? Hey, man, big trade in the NHL. I'm probably the only guy who cares about it, but we'll explain it because it's kind of cool. Also, Joseph Martinez's house was on the market. Sold like that. It's all coming up in Guide Talk next. Mm. You got that right. Hey, man. It is Dukes and Bell. And uh, by the way, we're hitting the bricks Friday. We've been trying to get on the south side, and it's just been a work in progress. Well, we're going to be down there at the Ace Hardware on Old National Highway, Carl Riverdale. We're going to be there Friday afternoon, 2 to 7. Come by and see your boys. Yeah, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I- I'm looking forward to it. And more importantly, I'm looking forward to seeing all the people that will come out that maybe haven't had a chance to come kick it with us. Um, there will be some surprises along the way, mm-hmm. and uh, I cannot wait. So, Southside, here get, we come. Get some, uh, some, you know, some, some ground-tilling implements. Use <laughs> a not me personally. I don't care. That's a landry question. They will have hoes there. When Trey calls you a hoe, we make lemonade. They will have hoes. By the way, who doesn't need a new hoe? Seriously. I mean, this is right. the season. And I'm talking about tilling the soil. Yes. Which I'm gonna. By the way, going all fescue in the backyard. By the way, are you really? I'm doing it, baby. Are you gonna need a new hoe? I'm gonna need a couple. <laughs> Hey, man, give a shout-out real quick on the program to Travis, who works uh, for AT&T, uh, who is uh, sponsor of the, of the show and the station. But anyway, I was down getting my uh, my lunch today at Publix on the south side in Swinging Tyrone. And Travis, I was you know checking out, talking to the lady at the register. He goes, you Mike Bell? Yeah. He goes, oh, man, I love the show, you and Carl. I go, great. I go, everybody does, except Trey. And he oh, started stop. laughing. But he it was does. funny. Tra- Trey yeah. loves us, But too. it was good. Uh, thanks, Travis. Who's a- <laughs> 
appreciate you listening. <laughs> All right. And now I'm going to talk NHL. So please don't turn off the radio. I'll make this brief. Huge trade in the NHL has been consummated, been taking forever to get consummated, I should say. But they did it. Rangers get Patrick Kane, one of the biggest stars in the NHL. And granted, on the downside in his career, but he can still put the biscuit in the basket. Dude said he'd be traded to only one team, mm. and that was the Broadway Blues. So they had uh, a couple of big pieces. Tarasenko last week from the Blues, and now the Rangers, who had a four-game losing streak because everybody was worried about getting traded. They get one of the bright uh, stars for many years in the NHL, Patrick Kane, to help give them a boost in their scoring. All the really good teams are in the Eastern Conference, Carl, so they need the help. I just think last year watching the NHL hockey, I love it. Uh, you may not have any interest. I love it. And, and the deal for me, Mike, was the Lightning just put so much pressure on you. Right. Scoring goals early. And I think the Rangers are going to try to do the same thing. The best defense is better offense, right? Let's be able to score with these guys. So I like the trade. Uh, right. we've got, we're a long way away from playoff mm-hmm. hockey, but this, these are the kind of moves yeah. that you have to make if you're going to go over the top. All right, man. A uh, couple of things for you. Starting off with uh, Joseph Martinez. He's down in Miami now. Remember, they found a way to oblige get they him did. to a place that wouldn't be the worst place for him to play and also get a chance to eat some of that salary. Arthur Blank signed off on the deal. His uh, home in Sandy Springs goes for $2.1 million. Very nice. So nice job. Rodney Ho has got – see, it all comes up. Ho's got the article in the AJC. <laughs> it was a farm house. Rodney's our dude, man. Rodney Six, come in, came out and hung out with us. 7,600 square feet on 1.16 acres. So nice, uh, nice job there. So Joseph got that thing off the uh off the market well listen um and, and it, is it still a buyer's market by the way for all you real estate folks i know there's a ton of yeah. you out there is it is it, is it hot buyer's market or i is think it sellers what I, are we doing I, I still think that homes are at a premium but the interest rates are what's jacking yeah. everybody up right now unless yeah. you're a big baller no, that's true you come in with cash <laughs> and there's a lot of people who are doing that straight cash homie so anyway. i guess he's gonna live on the beach down there I would just imagine, or just a condo until yeah. he decides where he's going to eventually wind up. But it's the worst place you could cool your heels, right, than where he's going to be. Their, uh, their stadium getting built as we speak. Remember a few months back we had a conversation here in uh, Guy Talk about this Tennessee police officer from a small town southeast of uh, Nashville. Yeah, she was getting it in with everybody. She's a dirty girl. Yes. Basically, she had sex with everybody in the precinct. Pretty much. Or, 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 in, the, or in the force, I should oh, say. All right. Should we say allegedly or is that proven? No, it's been pretty much okay, proven. proven. They fired right. her for it and she copped to it. Uh, so. <laughs> Nice, nice play on words. Uh, Megan Hall, 26, she's now uh, talking, apparently. Uh, she says uh, this, unfortunately, she was uh, she was groomed to become the dirty girl that she became. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean groomed? She was sexually groomed in her department. Where Miss Hall, this is her lawyer speaking, where Miss Hall sought role models at a new job, she instead found predators. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (laughs) In place of offering professional development, her supervisors and the chief of police groomed her for sexual exploitation. It was all their fault. They created the, they created the freak that she became. Do it in the car. Do it in the squad room. Do it in the do it everywhere. She was looking for what? Leadership? She was looking for leadership and she was groomed to be a sexual machine. <laughs> they colluded in using their authority to systematically disarm her resistance and entrap her in degrading and abusive sexual relationships. Even sharing tips on the best ways to manipulate and exploit her. Okay, so like when you go, how does this look? What about now? Right. I mean, are you playing into this at all? Well, I mean, she was a... Uh, I mean, Why is your bra off? I don't know. The, the, the way the story was first reported is her and her husband were in a, quote, open That's right. relationship. That's and right. And her husband was down with it, and they're kind of freaky Mediki out there. Yeah, because some of those guys were at the house. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, again, just like we've learned, lawyers will always try to spin things. So they're saying that she had some uh, some mental <laughs> some mental defects that were exploited by the, <laughs> by the uh, police department there. The young cop admitted she performed sex acts on duty. I'm police property and had a threesome with a cop and a wife. A wife? Yes. Oh, I missed that part of it. Yeah. Oh, a wife got involved. Oh, yeah. So she's, she's all getting on, man. Again, in up there in Tennessee, man. And, and she was groomed for this. Yes, and, but it was none of this she did on her own volition. She was hauling and coerced her into doing all of this. All 18 documented acts, apparently. So, is she off the force? Yes. Okay. I don't. I just had to ask. But granted, she loves some manpower. See where this lawsuit goes against the city. Hey, uh, real th- speaking of, uh, <laughs> try to segue out of that one. So she yeah. got she got it, and now yes. she's trying to give it to the city. Yes, now some of the cops got suspended, <laughs> some got fired. Uh, again, she claims that uh, they encouraged uh, behavior and, and shared in this uh, this bizarre relationship and everything. Uh, unspecified an amount she's suing the little police department and proven the city uh, for lost wages, medical expenses, mental suffering, emotional distress, and reputational harm. She got fired for cause. Yeah. 69, I think. Easy, Coach Sticker. Manager Stickers. I mean, seriously. All right. I, mm. I guess, Mike. All right, whatever. So there you go. So good luck with that lawsuit. She was in the back of a cop car, Mike. Oh, front seat, too. Linked up. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. I mean, are you serious? Evidence room. <laughs> Doing it everywhere. I'm still pretty wet. Please, uh, Skipper. <laughs> See where this one goes. Spokesman for Laverne, Tennessee City declined to comment uh, Tuesday, uh, telling the Tennessean that the city does not comment on pending litigation. Oh, yeah, I bet they don't. All right, I just, I haven't, uh, my mm-hmm. issue is, how do you do all of this and then go, yeah. I'm suing? <laughs> how do you do all of well, I, that? I think once you're, and then you, go, I'm suing. I mean, this is this young woman. Again, it's it's a, it's pretty uh, terrible, but I mean, this was, we're talking about it. It's in the New York Post. It's in TMZ. This thing went, it kind of just went viral. Um, I'll try oh, to segue. Uh, so they're in Tennessee. If you keep driving to Tennessee, you'll come to Bristol. Bristol has an NASCAR race, which gets me to my next question. You and Squid Billy do all sorts of stuff together on weekends. And I know that I live 50 miles the other way because I live halfway to Auburn. This is true. But, you know, it just seems like you and Squid play golf all the time. What? And he never, ever wants to do anything with me when I extend invitations to stuff that back in the day he used to. So basically, what? I feel if this is a marriage, you're hogging Squid Billy. <laughs> Wait a minute. What are, what? You, ta- what are you talking Whoa. about? What? 
Yeah. I'm, all right. Well, watch this. I'll put it right on the spot. Okay. So St. Patrick's Day weekend, we'll be doing a showdown. Uh, I think we're at. Uh, we're, I think we're doing a Twin Peaks, and we we'll get down to State Farm because it's our 92-9, the game night against the Warriors. But uh, later on that weekend, it's NASCAR at AMS. Okay. It's the uh, the race. I always get tickets. I always ask Squid. So would you like to go like we used to in the old days <laughs> to the race together? Like we used to. This is like a bad marriage. Yeah. And my mom's I like. I want visitation rights on Squidbilly. Carl is literally like, you know, like you're I, stealing. I don't I get any not, Squidbilly. I'm not I, stealing Now, him. the last two years, you blamed your wife that you, you couldn't go. So, yes. why, so what's the excuse this yeah. year? Well, it is her birthday weekend. Oh. Well, this is a Sunday. You would take her out on a Saturday and you'd meet me down well, on the south side for the race. There is plenty of Squidbilly to go around, guys. All right? Just for. But I mean, I don't expect you to drive 50 miles to play golf <laughs> when you guys can play cobblestone and everything up by you. But I'm just saying that the race used to be something we used, Carl, we used to enjoy together. Oh, my God. Are you hearing this? Are you hearing I'm gonna this? I'm going to come you in there. Hey. Uh, you hey, don't hang with Squid Hey, Whispers. Anymore. Whispers, if I come in there and give Mike a big hug on camera, no, 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 will, no. will it be caught? Because I no. feel like he needs a hug right no, now, No, I'm just saying you don't hang out me anymore you don't go the ra- racing was our common ground as much as we used to fight and scream at each other we could always get together and go drink a few beers and yeah, watch a race you better go to this race but well Hello? and then we go to hooters and out there on uh tara boulevard we run into Southside steve on the pit road we used to do all this stuff and now What's it doesn't, up, Southside? Ha- doesn't um, happen anymore i don't want to do i don't want to put mike on blast right here mm-hmm. but mike part of the problem and i'm trying to say this the nicest way possible mm-hmm. Biscuits are what, you don't hot. love him anymore? No, but <laughs> when we did all that, don't want to do it. When we did all that, yes. I was I was either single or not married. Uh huh. And um, you you know, it's kind of always on your terms when you. Who you want? Hang would out. you like to bring your wife along? Would she enjoy watching the race? Well, she I'm might sure have Becky's there. Would oblige. Well, again, Becky's never going to go. She's going to play golf. But anyway, so <laughs> you, like I'm saying, I'm just, would you like to go to the race? Uh, I I would like to go to the race. Let me make sure I can. Let me double check. No, that's a common ground. No, that's equivocation. And that's that's dude. We'll, we'll we have see. common that's ground. No. I can't. I can't help it that they make it on her birthday weekend, and she's very selfish about her birthday weekend, as she should be. She mm-hmm. wants that to herself. Let me check. I'll lay some groundwork. I think I can make it happen. Mm. Right. I think I can make it happen. Sounds like, <laughs> like a no. Is she one of these individuals, hi, Amy, that makes her birthday like a month long? Uh, Not a month, but it's a good solid week. Okay, fair mm. enough. Yeah, most most right. women do. Which, by the way, I I am really – now I'm going to put my business out here. I'm, re- I'm not going to tell you when my birthday is. Yeah. But – we're doing because this is my 40th. Okay. So she's kind of went out and spent some money already. Oh. I know we're doing a trip. Okay. So mm. I am going to have to make sure I reciprocate. Okay. So she feels like <laughs> there's been use, reciprocation. Why you got to use that word? <laughs> so, um, but I'd love to go because I want to, because to be quite honest with mm-hmm. you, Michael, I yes. have not been in the new track. And I really oh. want to go to the new tr- the way the track's set up now. So I really do want to go. So right. I want to say yes. I just got to double check. This is how we mend fences on this show. I just, you know, you 
He gets with me all the time. I get no visitation rights on Squid Billy, and it's getting low. <laughs> I've not low. even been with him. Yeah, that's, not, that's not what hey, I see. Hey, Turtle, they ain't fighting over hanging out with you. Oh, it's all about Squid. Stop it. As Carl said earlier, i got the 6 deep rotation right now. I'm a little preoccupied. <laughs> this is true. Big man's making, he's, again, he's making moves. Hey, there's your guy talk brought to you by Dukesville. Hey, man, I'll grab it today. All right, guys, coming up, we'll talk about the plan. We heard from the general manager today, and also, he gone. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 